This is Story Players, the video game spoiler cast. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Distasio. Today we are discussing Life is Strange 2, Episode 2. This one's called Rules and was released January 24th, 2019. Uh, just a quick reminder that all three Life is Strange games are available on the Xbox Game Pass rental service for $10 a month. Although we have learned since the last episode that each episode of Life is Strange 2 is not appearing on Game Pass immediately at launch. Right. It's about 90 days, three months afterwards. So if you're okay with waiting, that might be a good way to check it out. But if you want to be engaged in the conversation, you're going to have to go ahead and purchase the, the full season pass. Some things to know about this episode is that it's heavily connected to the Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is the free sort of prologue episode that they had released before episode one. Not only will you see a lot of characters from that episode, but some of the decisions you made in that will also carry over to this episode. So if you really want the full experience, I totally recommend doing that. And plus it's free. So it's free and it's like an hour. When you start this episode, it will let you know that it was able to import your Mm -hmm. Captain Spirit save. So you'll know if that works. The other thing I wanted to mention about things to know is I think I finally figured out the drawing mechanic in total. It's actually two phases. So When you go to draw something, you look at the environment, you pick something that you're going to look at, you hold down the button, in this case A on the the Xbox controller, and Sean will sort of take in what he sees. And then when you go down to the page, you you, you know, you like move around the analog stick or whatever, but that's just creating the outline Mm -hmm. of what he's seeing. So you'll go back up, find something else in the environment, you'll do the outline of that, and then you can like choose to stop at that point. But if you want to fill in the details, you just go back and repeat you're looking at the exact same things a second time, but when now when he draws, he's filling in a lot of detail. Did you figure that out this episode? Yes. Interesting. You know how much drawing I did this episode? Zero? None. I completely forgot the drawing was even a thing in this game. I found a couple places that to draw. Hmm. There's one in the in the grandparents' living room, and then also there was one at the Christmas market. There may be more, but those are the two that I knew. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So that's everything I, I think we need to know before you would get started on this. You know, no spoilers or very few spoilers. What did you think about this episode? It was okay. I was not in love with this episode. I remember when we were closing up our conversation of episode one, I said, kind of felt like it ended weirdly and that maybe it would work better if you played episode one and two back to back. And I think that the length of this episode would make that doable because this episode didn't feel all that long no it took me about the same amount of time i think it was three hours for me was it really yeah how long did it take you i'm not sure because i ended up breaking it up over a couple of days and Mm -hmm. then i didn't end up going back and looking but it didn't seem like it was actually that long okay of course i didn't do any drawing so maybe that's why maybe you're just skipping half the game (laughs) guess we'll find out as we get through (laughs) this but I, i still we start to learn some cool things about daniel here and mm-hmm. it's neat, but it it doesn't get used all that much in this episode. Like there just wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot of action in this episode. So it it was not, it's definitely not my favorite. Uh, we, we're now two episodes out of five of this season. At this point in in Life is Strange one, I assume you had a very different take. Oh yeah. So what like what is it that's different between these two? Is is it the characters? Is it the actual plot? Is it the location? You know what what, what is it that's that's making it not as good for you. I think there's just not as much happening here, especially in this episode. With with the first Life is Strange, there was all of these different storylines going on at the same time. You've got 
all of this time spent in every episode with with Max learning how to use her powers. You've got the potential romance going on with uh, the boy's name that I can't remember. You've got all of this friendship stuff going on with Chloe. You've got all of these relationship things going on with the kids at school. And this is way scaled back from all of that. You've got the relationship between the brothers, and then you've got just a few other instances of interaction with other people. In in the first episode of this, you've basically got a little bit of time with the blogger, whose name I'm completely blanking Brody. on. Brody. And then the shop owners. And that's pretty much it. And then in this episode, you do get a little bit more, I guess, because of the grandparents. I mean, it, it really is a lot more. But it didn't. none of it felt all that in-depth, really. And maybe that's partly because of how I feel about the situation and how I would feel in that situation. You know, we'll, we'll get into some of mm-hmm. this later about yeah. when, when they're playing and, and all that stuff and whether or not I, I feel like they're making smart choices. <laughs> so, yeah, it just it doesn't have all the hooks that the first Life is Strange had into me. The two major differences I see is that you're not the one with the power, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have that direct control. You, can't, you don't get to play with it yourself. You're right. seeing it through cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And then also, this is more of a road trip story. And so we're not hanging around in one setting for too long. So you don't have the reoccurring, hey, I already met this person last time. What are they up to now? Right. You know, we, we heard absolutely nothing about Brody in this episode unless you, you know, look at the journals a little bit. Mm-hmm. And presumably in the next episode, we're not going to see too much about the grandparents. You know, it's like each each episode is focused on a set of characters and it gets thrown away, not thrown away, but uh, it gets put to the side so we can explore something new in a whole new place. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could make a reasonable assumption that we will never see Brody again. And I I won't make similar assumptions yet in this part of this podcast here. (laughs) But because it's a road trip. You you could assume that I'm never going to see any of these characters for more than one episode. Sure. Unless they go back to where they, could, they were. Yeah, they could surprise us and, and something causes them to come, just turn around, mm-hmm. you know, and right. then we'll start seeing people again. Right. What uh, about I, you? I thought that I really liked how in this episode, I think that there, there's a payoff in the ending of this episode in the sense that there's a lot of little decisions that you can make. Throughout the episode, especially uh, in regards to Daniel and things that you say to him and, and things that you tell him to do that affect the ending. There's three major possible endings to this episode. And so, you know, if you look at it from a self-contained perspective, I think that's really I think they did a really good job of making it seem like your actions matter mm-hmm. to the grander scope of the story. Probably not so much, but at least in this episode, I thought they did a really, a really good job with that. On the other hand. I played this soon enough after release that it, I played it before there was a patch to this episode. And so I actually had a lot of bugs. I had oh. a lot of bugs in terms of I still had a lot of overla- overlapping dialogue where I initiate one thing, go to do something else. And the same character is talking twice mm. at the same time. Yep. That wasn't too bad. But it's there's a lot of it seems like missing sounds to where like there would be explosions not really explosions but like something big happening on screen and it was completely silent and i felt like it <laughs> lost a lot of the impact yeah. that that could have had there were there were times where like daniel's 
eyes. I don't know if he was trying to roll his eyes or whatever, but his eyes went up full back into his head. And so it was just white eyeballs. A little freaky. But, you know, it's not a big deal. I didn't see the story going this way. (laughs) But, you know, it does affect the overall impression. But Mm -hmm. there has been a patch since then. And I think you played after the patch. I must have because I didn't have any of those problems. I'll, I'll call out a few areas later on and see if you remember there being any weird sound things the only technical issues that i had and i wouldn't even call them issues was just a lot of really slow texture popping a lot of it like in intro pan sequences of of scenes like when you first get to the house or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's kind of panning across the lawn and all that stuff and it's just like slowly filling in textures and stuff it's like come come on i'm playing on an xbox one x here (laughs) yeah i noticed that once when i had quit the game and I could come back to my save game. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of that for, I don't know, uh, at least 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about it after that. So I'm not sure if it was isolated to just that location. I'm not sure. All right. So we're going to get into our spoiler warning here. So if you haven't played episode two yet, this is your your opportunity to go and do that and then come back and finish listening to the episode after you've played through episode two. And rules. Captain Spirit. And Captain Spirit, yes, you really should at this point. If you didn't before episode one, you, you you should this time. If you're just finding this episode on Twitter or someone else shared it with you and you're not subscribed, head on over to thedigitalmediazone.com to find all of our contact information and all of our other episodes. And then make sure you get subscribed to Story Players. We, we play all kinds of games like this. We've done over 30 episodes covering lots and lots of different games. Uh, not just Life is Strange. We've done The Walking Dead. We've done smaller, singular games that that aren't episodic. I, I think like Hellblade or mm, yeah. What Remains of Edith Finch. We've done some longer ones like Final Fantasy and Mass Effect Andromeda. We've done a lot of things. So uh, you're you're sure to find something you like over there. So get subscribed. Go play episode two and the fantastic adventures of the awesome adventures adventures awesome (laughs) and then come back for this because from here on out everything's a spoiler we're going to talk about episode two in depth we'll probably have mentions of episode one yeah everything is up for grabs right now yeah so we start you know with a recap of of the episode seed by scene so we can discuss the plot characters and especially our choices and then afterwards, we will do a, a deeper dive into anything that we missed during mm-hmm. the recap, if you want to talk at length. Okay, so recap. Previously, recall that at the end of last episode, Daniel had learned the truth of what happened to his, his father, uh, which triggered this immense outburst of his powers. And he was actually conscious of, right? He, he's using his powers and he sees his powers rather than previously where he kind of sort of blacked out mm-hmm. and he didn't remember it. So now that both boys are... So they're completely aware of what's going on in the situation that they're in. They agree to head south to Mexico. That's where we left off mm-hmm. from the first episode. This episode starts at an abandoned cabin uh, about one month since the end of the last episode. If you check out Sean's journal, you'll see that it actually fills us in on a lot of what happened between mm-hmm. episodes. He mentions that they stopped at a thrift store so they could get some clothes. It's it's getting cold now. It is December. They even slept in someone's backyard shed for a period of time, which sounds awful. They slept in a shelter and they used fake names, but they left after a crackhead, quote unquote, tried to steal their stuff. And Daniel almost caused a scene with his powers. (laughs) So Sean decides that they really should just stay away from people in general. 
And then they came across this cabin that looks like it's been abandoned for a few years. During that time, Sean's been helping Daniel learn how to use his powers. And recently, it seems that Daniel's getting sick. He's, he's coughing a lot. When you find out that he's getting sick and coughing a lot, did it make you think back to the first Life is Strange? That maybe the powers themselves mm-hmm. are having an effect on the health? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What yeah. do you think? It, it'd be real easy for it not to be that at all, right? I mean, they're living in a cabin in the winter. <laughs> it'd be real easy for this just to be, you know, regular sickness. That yeah. He's ca- caught a really bad cold and it's turned into bronchitis or something sure. like that. And, and for me, he got, Daniel got sick in the last episode from eating the berries. So for me, it's almost like, doesn't this get always sick? I, I, <laughs> right. I don't know. And with, with Max, when she started having negative physical symptoms and stuff, it was like nosebleeds and stuff. It right. made you think it was something with her brain. Right. And I would think that if something was happening because of his powers, it would also be from his brain, not, not lots of coughing. When I was checking out the journal, I noticed that you can also check Daniel's inventory. Mm-hmm. And it, so you've got Sean's inventory, which has all kinds of stuff in there, right? Useful, Useful things. things. Yes. <laughs> Daniel's is just a bunch of pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got him that backpack or gave him our old backpack. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. So Sean's been helping Daniel learn to control his telekinetic powers, and he seems pretty supportive about it. It's almost like a Luke Skywalker Yoda sort of training <laughs> session where they're lifting big rocks and mm-hmm. things. I tried lifting the dog. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but he, re- he refuses to do it. Sean throws snowballs at Daniel, or at least you, at least you have the option to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, like, I tried to throw it just over his head, I think, or maybe right at the top of his head. And Daniel just sort of stood there. Right. <laughs> and I, don't, I can't tell if it actually hit him or not. I think it did. He's like, hey, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, like, I had a very similar thing. And then, so then did you throw the snowball like right at him again um, for the second time? Or did I think you the second else? one I threw to the side a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what happened then? What did you do? The second one, he, he was able to partially deflect it, but it wasn't like super impressive. So he asked me to throw another one and, oh, and okay. that one was a, a more impressive deflection. Yeah. So that's where, so for me, he. He like stops it right in front of his face and then throws it right back and it just flies right past my head (laughs) at high speed. Afterwards, I head inside for dinner. Sean goes over the rules he's put in place regarding Daniel's powers. So the rules are one, hide your power. Mm -hmm. Smart. Two, never talk about your power. Also seems smart. Three. Also seems like the same rule (laughs) as the first one. (laughs) Okay. Well, so like one is people actually seeing it, right? And the other right. is, I'm a kid. I, I'm a superhero. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And three is run from danger. Simple rules, <laughs> I guess. So Daniel is conflicted here. He, he thinks he can use his powers to help them, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously that would, that would break all these rules here. So there is a decision you can make here. Sean can say either only as a last resort or no, it's dangerous. I felt like I kind of got wishy-washy in this episode and, and kind of went in multiple directions with some of my answers. Okay. And, and it starts here. Yeah. And I said, only use your power as a last resort. Okay. Like, I kind of don't want him to use it at all because it could be bad and, and people are going to notice and that's going to be bad. But we're in a, we're in a pickle here. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're in a real bad spot... And we can get out of it because he's got some superhero ability. We should probably be willing to use it. But I also don't have any confidence at all, even <laughs> at this point in this episode, that 
Daniel's going to know when is the appropriate time to use it. Yeah, uh, I chose the same option. Uh, for a lot of these decisions I'm going to bring up, they are the ones where it has the two wolf icons in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the lower right. And I'm pretty sure that means that this is something that's going to have an effect on Daniel and his the way he's being raised and the decisions he's going to make. Because there were a lot of just dialogue choices that just gave you two options. And it like it didn't really matter what you said. It, sure, it would change maybe what you learn about a character a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not going to have an effect on the story. Right. How do you feel about canned ravioli? I like canned ravioli. I do too. Probably don't want to eat it for every meal. That's fine. Meal. It's a nice wood-burning stove they got in there. Yeah, it's a good cabin. Daniel continues using his powers uh, during dinner. He, he takes his plate of food and floats it down to the dog rather than just picking <laughs> up the plate and putting it down, right? Oh, and then this one time you you walk back into the room and there's like this floating robe or something outside the window, outside the door. Did you do that for you? No. Yeah, like I went to I went in like the bedroom or something. And when I came back, there's like a knock at the door. And Daniel's like, Sean, Sean, there's someone there. And then there's somebody like. This was a glitch for me. There's, it's just floating there. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And I go up to it and it falls down and, and Daniel starts laughing. It was either a glitch or I just didn't turn the right direction because i remember hearing the sound and then i'm looking around and i could i didn't see anything weird and then he's like ha ha tricked you and i'm like what do you mean tricked me i don't even know what happened dude scared me for about three seconds but yeah my notes say what did daniel do to scare me oh i I don't know i never saw it you had to go look out the door because they're the glass sliding doors right yeah yeah to to the door outside to the porch or whatever yeah I thought I looked. I didn't go out the door. No, no, no. I walked right past it. <laughs> Daniel continues coughing throughout this, like, the whole time we see them here in this cabin. It, it's kind of like a fake cough sound. It didn't sound like a real cough to me. Oh. Like, just from an acting perspective, mm. it just sounded like, <clears throat> kind of coughing. <laughs> but, okay, he, you know, he's not feeling good. Daniel insists that he's, it's not a problem. You know, it's fine. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't, you don't need to worry about it. But, Sean decides that they're going to leave the next day because they, they just need medicine and they're running low on supplies. And so he decides that they're going to head to the, their grandparents. Now, this is the grandparents on their mom's side. Right. Because their dad's family doesn't live in the United States. Right. So this is their mom, Karen, her parents. Real easy to remember their mom's name in this episode. because Sean only ever refers to her as Karen. Karen yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? game of dice that they played with the, the pirates you know one of my first questions was is this an original game like did they come up with this for this oh, game i don't know or is I, this a I game never people heard of have it. played because no. it, it's an interesting game it, yeah i i wondered if daniel was cheating the whole time and there's mention of that in the journal that is is he cheating is he moving the dice? oh interesting. you know i didn't even think about that at all even though he did beat me every single game uh-huh huh Interesting. It's a dice game. He shouldn't win every <laughs> single one. He doesn't have that much control over the over his powers, does he? I, I don't know. Do you think he's 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 got more control than we think he does? Probably not, but because he doesn't seem smart enough to be able to, to hide that sort of thing. But it doesn't make sense that he wins every single dice game unless he's cheating. Uh, Sean takes a dog outside, smokes a cigarette. It seems like he's just he's got a lot to think about. I, f- I think he's like feeling the the pressure on himself to to do the right thing, take care of Daniel. What are they going to do? 
I, mm. I still don't know what his long-term plans really are here. I mean, does he really think he's going to get down to Mexico? Right. Cross the border? Uh, I thought it was funny that he, at some point, like, tries to lift a rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got to be feeling a little jealous, right? right? I'm thinking, he, this has to be genetic or something. What is it about Daniel that gives him this power? Right, right. He doesn't work in a radioactive factory. <laughs> he didn't get bit by a spider. Right. Radioactive spider. Hey, we finally get to our title screen for this episode. Yeah, it seemed a while in the making. In the morning, the boys prepare to leave the cabin and hike to the grandparents' house, but Daniel and Mushroom go missing. Yeah, not cool. Before they go missing, though, Daniel struggles to pack all of his stuff in his bag, and, you know, at least for me, he swears. Yep. I, I know I've told him before that it's fine. I don't care. And so I wasn't sure if it was for you, too. And so here's an, a decision you can say, no more swearing, or it's going to be okay. I actually had that interaction with him at the very beginning of the game. Oh, really? When we were out in the snow and, and throwing rocks and stuff. And, and I told him not to swear. Oh. Yeah, I really don't. I just don't care. So about his swearing. <laughs> so I was just trying to reassure him, look, it's going to be okay. I'll help you. I'll help you with your bag. And mm-hmm. whatnot. I think it's interesting that we're a little crossover with Walking Dead here, mm-hmm. that both of these games have come out around the same time and they have a lot of similarities, not just in gameplay mechanics. We saw Walking Dead start to adopt the, you know, behind the shoulder camera angle that Life is Strange has. Right. But like, we've had this exact same choice to make mm-hmm. in that game regarding yeah, AJ. Yeah, both games are largely about being a parent when you're not ready to be a parent. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you let the dog out or did Daniel let the dog out? I don't remember who let it out. Because the dog was like scratching at the door yeah. and wanted to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead outside. But I realized that I could have just not done that. Hmm. And I assumed that Daniel would do it because otherwise the story wouldn't go where it goes. Well, right, right. Yeah, I, I guess it seemed so inconsequential. I don't even remember who did it. Daniel starts to wonder what, what, where is Mushroom now that she's been out for a while and goes to check on her. And when we, Sean, finally go to look for them, they're not responding to our calls or they're not responding to his calls. There's a bunch of tracks in the snow. We find blood. We find Mushroom's bandana. And eventually we find Daniel and a mountain lion. I assume it's a mountain lion. I wrote Cougar. I'm not sure. As soon as I said, I assume it's mountain lion, the word cougar flashed into my mind. <laughs> and I sort of like, what, what is it? A mountain lion or a cougar? I don't know. Are a they the cat. same thing? There's a big cat. There's a big scary cat. Big scary cat. And Mushroom is laying on the ground, not moving mm-hmm. uh, in between them. Daniel uses his powers to pick up this big cat <laughs> that's twice the size of him mm-hmm. into the air. And we got a big decision here to make. Do you step forward or do you choose to not intervene and just see what happens? So what'd you do? I know that we've been talking about not using powers, but it seems like there's no one around. All mm-hmm. right. No one's going to see this. It's just us versus big cat. I'm not going to, st- I'm not going to get in the way of this. If, if I try to stop this, this cat might continue Kill to us. attack us. And, right. and like the, I don't have a gun. I don't have any way to defend myself. This might be our only chance to make it through this. So mm-hmm. uh, I chose don't intervene. I did the same exact thing. Like, how, how do you not pick that option, right? Because, yeah, this is a life and death scenario, and there's no one around to see it anyway. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe Daniel doesn't have enough control over his powers. He agitates the cat, and that makes them makes it just act out wildly, and and then it causes it makes them get hurt. I don't know. Because it seemed like the only possible good option the other way is that you you let it go, and it's so scared by what just yeah. happened that it runs off. Yeah. But it's awfully close that if that isn't what it decides to do, <laughs> you're not going to have time to to stop it again. Okay, so in in the case where you don't intervene, Daniel he like snaps it in half or something. Like he like snaps its neck. Its neck. I don't know if it was its neck. I feel like it was its whole like spine, just like snapped in <laughs> half. Anyway, it's not it's not alive. Any, it's not a problem. It's it's not dangerous. But you know, right afterwards, he seems kind of remorseful, sort of like he wasn't totally in control. Like, mm-hmm. wait, what, why did I just do that kind of thing? What's wrong with me? Right. What's happening? Like it was a natural response. Yeah. That that's scary if you've got that kind of power and you're not you don't have full control over it. Right. Not just in like I don't know how to do it, but just like emotionally, I can't make the right decisions. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to mess with him. No. No. What if he accidentally kills you? Yeah. Uh, they bury mushroom and put a wooden cross over her grave. Daniel says goodbye. We do have a decision here. Daniel says, Sean, do you think mushroom is up in heaven with dad? And you can say, yeah or nah. yeah nah what did you decide i don't think you're gonna like this response or why (laughs) (laughs) okay i said yes yeah even though i person like not even just as the character i personally don't think that animals go to heaven (laughs) (laughs) but in this particular moment like He's not looking for a theological debate, you know, but this, this is not the time to be having a theological conversation about whether or not animals go to heaven. Mm-hmm. If I say yes, it comforts him in the moment and we can talk about, I don't know, what do you think later <laughs> you know, when he's not bawling his eyes out? If it were me, I would have said, nah, like there's not a question about it. Cause this is like, you know, do you think, do you think mushrooms playing with the unicorns in the magical fairyland? Like, no, like, no, that's not true. But I couldn't, I'm like, this is not me. This is Sean. I was trying to remember from the last episode, if they had any religious discussions, I feel like that there was at least some mention of it. And so I said, I said, yes, because I felt like that was in character Mm. with Sean. But after playing the rest of the episode, I don't think that's the case. That makes me wonder, like, did I just play into a stereotype? Like, did I just play into like, oh yeah, Mexicans are Catholics, you know, and they just, mm-hmm. they're deeply religious or whatever. It's a big part of their culture. Right. Did I do that? I think I may have done that. Well, but, but it's not even just the Hispanic or Mex- Mexican culture. Like it is, they're also living in America where a lot of Americans also believe in that sort of thing. I feel like I, I went that way because of mm. preconceived notions. Like if it were just, generic white guy mm-hmm. would you have made this i don't know if i would have made that decision i may have just like ah it could go either way mm-hmm. i'll just go with mine i that's not what i did and i'm not sh- i'm not sure if that's what happened here but like later on he, he makes references to i think he says something like i wonder how things would have been different if dad had taken us to church mm-hmm. and later on during when, when claire comes and wants to uh, pray or something right daniel seems completely oblivious as to what that means yeah so i think i just made the wrong decision here from from obviously my my perspective but also from the character's perspective Hmm. thought that was interesting so if you say yes sean says yeah i'm sure he will look after her 
Daniel says, wait, what about his allergies? (laughs) That was great. Uh, This is when they uh, head out on the road then to make the long trek to the grandparents' house, which is still in the same state, but I can't imagine trekking across the state. Yeah, it's not like these are small states. The boys finally arrive at their grandparents' house. Uh, Their names are Stephen and Claire, and as we've already discussed, they're the boys' mother's parents. Claire answers the door and invites them in. Uh, Sean and Daniel had a little conversation before they rang the doorbell. Sean hasn't been here since before Daniel was born. So, like, that leads me to believe that these, that they've never met Daniel. Mm -hmm. Is that true? That's the impression I got. And Sean, he wants to make sure that Daniel, like, looks good. He's not, like, a dirty mess or whatever, Mm -hmm. because he remembers him having, like, high standards in terms of, like, cleanliness or, you know, not making a mess in the house or whatever. And that's sort of, like, the the start of some issues I have with the Claire character. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not issues with the character from a writing perspective. I think they actually did a really good job of creating a realistic character. Like I think all these characters are. I feel like these characters are all fairly realistic. Yeah. It's hard. I think Daniel's maybe little, maybe not. <laughs> it's hard to write character or it's hard to write kids and not be really annoyed mm-hmm. by what they're saying. Yeah. But it's, it's, you're starting to see some, it's a hint at the conflict to come. Claire tends to Daniel's sickness when she returns, uh, she and Steven talk privately about the situation before questioning Sean in an attempt to learn the truth about what happened back in Seattle. Did you crank the volume so you could listen to their conversation? I did. Increase the volume <laughs> a little bit because they're whispering behind, yeah. the, behind the wall. And it's, the game doesn't force you to listen to them. Like, no. You could start looking at all the other things in the room and you won't hear what they're saying. Right. Is this when you did the drawing? No. Okay. I'm not sure if there, there might be an option. Because for I was so focused on listening to what they were saying, oh, yeah, I yeah. intentionally didn't do any of the other No, yeah, I didn't either. No. No, they're saying things like, Stephen asks how, the, how Daniel's doing, and she says that he'll be fine. It's just a little head cold. So at least yeah. for now, maybe not power related. But what upsets me is right before this, she comes in and starts berating Sean immediately. Like, you should have taken better care of him. Right. Like, how dare you do this bad thing? You're not meeting my expectations mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then turns around and be like, no, nah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and I, I can understand her concern. He's not, he's not taking ideal care of his younger brother. They're living in the streets. But, but maybe not the ideal time to, to tear into Sean for this. Right. Because I mean, the situation here is their dad has been killed right they're on the run from the law yeah and you're in like a lot of sorry we didn't stop and and sign (laughs) sign up for a boarding school along the way right right and it should be like okay thank god you're here we've got you you're safe let's let's figure this out together Mm -hmm. it's not it's like she's trying to parent this kid a lot of my issue with, with claire is it's this type of person who treats children differently than adults like I understand that they're two different types of people, but it's like a completely different person. And to where she'll talk to Steven and seems reasonable, seems mm-hmm. like a nice person. And if you recall from the last ep- or the episode with Captain Spirit, she stopped by the house at the end and she seems like a nice, caring neighbor mm-hmm. who is concerned about uh, Chris's dad and his behavior and wants to make sure the family's okay. But at the same time, she doesn't act that way towards the children. And it's simply because. She's the parent figure and they're the kids. Mm-hmm. 
so frustrating. And she feels like she's the only one who is doing that job well. She That's feels the impression like, I get. She feels like it's her responsibility mm-hmm. to do that. We'll talk more when she says more things later. So yeah, they're talking behind the wall and they're like, what are we going to do? You know, do we want to involve other people? Should we call somebody? They're concerned that they don't know what's happened for real here. So like if Sean is guilty of killing the cop, do they want him to be in their house? Right. You know, he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Little do they know it's, it's little Daniel who's the... Well, and it's, it's also a felony. So to, he killed somebody, but also it's a felony. It's a felony to, oh, to yes, house, yes, house him, how, mm-hmm. to house somebody who's running from the law. Yeah, right. They're putting themselves in legal risk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a messed up situation, but they do agree to let the boys stay with them, at least until Daniel gets better. Mm-hmm. Did you like Daniel's pajamas? He's wearing like princess pajamas. <laughs> I think it's his mom's old pajamas. <laughs> right. As the kids get ready for bed, Claire checks on them and suggests joining in a prayer. After the lights are out, the boys talk about their mother and Daniel's powers. Yeah, Daniel seems real oblivious to this whole <laughs> prayer thing. He's like, who are you praying to? And she's like, pointing up. <laughs> He's like, you're praying to the ceiling? Right. <laughs> what is with this kid? And that, that part didn't seem believable to me. Uh-huh. And obviously, I, I, I don't come from a world where there isn't any Christian theology being practiced. but. To not have any idea at all when he's like seven-ish. Right. You'd have to basically watch no TV or any movies. Right. Or anything. Right. I mean, I, if and, you were isolated, like now I grew up in a household that was not religious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anti-religious. It was just, just not a thing. It wasn't religious. Yeah, it was right. just a thing. And I still knew about all this <laughs> stuff, right? Because. Right. But if I were to say isolated in a cabin in the woods and didn't meet anybody else and didn't have access to <laughs> right. media, then okay, that seems like a reasonable thing. Yeah, exactly. Day. But that's not the reality that he's been living in, except for the last month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that perfectly describes the last month. So you can decide. Now, actually, I think this might change depending on certain things. But from what I saw, we had a decision. Uh, you can say, sure, we'll, we'll join in the prayer. Or you can say, not for me, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I had them join in the prayer. I, I did too, but mostly because I'm starting to doubt myself here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I did it mostly for consistency with my previous choice. Mm. But at the same time, I didn't want to be rude. Like, these people are letting us stay here, and I, right. don't, I don't need to be having, like, well, I don't need to be having theological arguments at this point. Exactly. Right? So, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, it, it really is like a matter of life and death, right? You don't want to, like, you want to be on their good side mm-hmm. because they could easily just turn, turn you in and right. then, right. And then you and Daniel will probably be separated and, you know, things change. And even if Sean was some, you know, some person who's like hyper against religion and, and religious practices and stuff like that, what's the harm, right? Like, even if he hated the idea of praying, what, what would be the harm of letting the grandma say a few <laughs> words, you know? I don't know. What if, what if the grandma was a uh, super racist and was in the KKK and was like, we <laughs> let's, let's all pray to Satan or something right now. <laughs> right. I mean, would you be like, okay, yeah, sure. Or well, would you at least, but, would you, you wouldn't be like, uh, I don't think I'm going to partake in that. Like you, that wouldn't even cross your mind. Well, but he, he expects that that's not the case. He, because he knows that she's not just talking to the ceiling. He knows a little bit about what this is and that it's, Probably not a, you know, hey, Satan, let us 
dying on the flesh of our enemies sort of prayer. No, no, no. But, but you said if he were anti-religious. So in this, it is similar, right? So I'm trying to paint a picture of the person who's asking you to partake in something that you strongly disbelieve in. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't think that it's real, but that you are very much against. But you're against it because you think it's a bunch of baloney and it's made up. And if you dislike it because you think it's baloney, but that you suspect that what they're going to say isn't going to be harmful in some way, then what is it? Is it really that big of a deal to just go along with it for two minutes? So if, if they, if you knew for a fact that she was going to praise Satan, right. And start calling on death to all Mexicans or something. <laughs> right. Then, and asked you to partake in it, what would you do? Oh, then then I think you have all sorts of ground to stand on to say, no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not well, I think that's the same situation. I don't think it is at all. I think I, it is I because... I think you just missed everything that I just no, said. No, you, you think it's the same situation. I think it's similar because, because what he said, knows what he's expecting. There's no reason to think that she's going to say, death to Mexicans, <laughs> let's eat let's eat their hearts but like if he were anti-religion mm-hmm. and and he knows what she's about to say mm-hmm. your argument was well he should just go along with it anyway because what's the harm in it i no, my argument was not that he should that was absolutely not what i said i said that if he suspects that she's not going to say something horribly offensive or gross or disturbing or awful or something like that, then what's the harm in letting her spend two minutes saying those words? Okay. Because you don't have to say anything. That's true. It doesn't sound like she's going to force him to also say a bunch of right. things. Right. And the, cho- the choice is, the second choice is not for me. Yeah. Sorry. So you're not really speaking on behalf of, say, Daniel. Right. But I could totally see he would say, no, don't do this. Because not just because I don't think that it's real, mm-hmm. but because I think it's actively harmful. Sure. And so that, I think that would be a case of yeah. uh, where, no, you wouldn't partake in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that is absolutely a valid situation. Yeah. Okay. Daniel seems very interested in uh, his mother, as he should, because I don't know if he's really known her, or <laughs> right. even met her, really. But Sean doesn't seem to want anything to do, to do with her. You know, he's, he, like you said, he, he calls her Karen, doesn't really think of her as his mother. Right. It's just a woman who ran off. So we've got, we've got some conflicts here. In, in terms of like, Sean just wants safety and Daniel's like, oh my God, this is like a treasure trove of information about a life I never knew. Mm-hmm. You know? Sean reminds Daniel about the rules, the three rules that he set <laughs> forward. And he starts actually asking Daniel about the power. Like, what does it feel like? You know, how do you do it kind of thing? <laughs> I loved this conversation. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's a little kid. And he's having a hard time explaining it. But, you know, Sean says, does it hurt? And Daniel says, no, but it itches. <laughs> it itches. Come on. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Just all over. Okay, so a week passes. The boys seem to be making themselves at home. Uh, during breakfast one morning, Daniel just can't help but use his powers while Claire isn't looking by, uh, you know, floating some dirty dishes around. Mm-hmm. And he also begins expressing great interest in the locked room upstairs. Well, we can start with the decision here. So when Daniel's using his powers to float the dishes, you can say, well, you can choose to say nothing at all and let him do it. Or you can say, stop your choice. If you can remember. I don't. This was one that I didn't even write down because it didn't seem like it mattered. 
Right. I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't seem. But he did have the little icon indicating that this is going to have an effect on you're something. You're more observant to that than I was. I, apparently, I should have been looking for that more. I. I think I told him to stop. Because why wouldn't you? Right. Why? Well, why? I mean, like, he's already dude, set forward the rules. We've said the rules twice now. Why would he? Imme- why would he just them. go with no? Never mind. Actually, go ahead and mess around like behind her back. <laughs> right. She can turn around any second now. Right. Why is that even a not? Why is that even a choice? Yeah. But it is. So I said stop, and you know, Daniel kind of fumbles with the plates a little bit. They land on the on the table, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Wait, what? What just happened?" Right. But she didn't actually see. Nothing to see here. Claire demands that they stay out of that room upstairs the locked room mm-hmm. there's nothing there don't worry about it daniel walks away and sean says you know maybe you should tell him it's karen's room and she says maybe you should tell him to watch his mouth because he had sweared or something just a little bit before or maybe he didn't because he didn't swear for me okay so rewind at some point when claire's like there's nothing in the room whatever and daniel's like this is bull <laughs> and claire just is just like you know language you know, mm-hmm. but then when Daniel leaves, yeah, Sean's like, maybe you should tell him that it's Karen's room. And she says, maybe you should tell him to watch his mouth. Mm. So I don't remember exactly what she said, but what I wrote down, because you end up with a decision here. And what I wrote down was that I would respect Claire's wishes here and would, would try to drop the issue. Yeah. She says, you have to respect my rules under my roof. Mm hmm. And so I wrote down both those lines on my notes and I wrote down immediately afterwards, hate her. So it's just triggering all kinds of these, I hate this type of person. I hate the way that they treat children with this. Mm -hmm. I hate this. I can't even have a conversation with you because it's basically you've made up your mind to how the, how this is going to be. And I just have to blindly follow what you're saying. And I think that's, and I think that's crap. And I think we'll come, we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and mention it now. The way that it feels like she sees herself and the way that she sees herself in the world. Soon after this, you can go talk to Claire in the living room and you can ask her about, you know, your dad and what she thought of him and stuff. And she says something like, you know, he was he was very different from us and he never took a single step to change any of that. I don't think I had that interaction with her. So it was in the living room where she's sitting on the like sofa chair. Yeah. You can go and talk to her and, and you can talk to her about her history and but you can also talk about your dad or Sean's dad, Esteban. Hmm. Seems like a nice guy or whatever, but very different from us. And that, that sentence, he never took a single step to change any of that, tells me that she expects everyone to conform to what she expects yeah. them to. Yeah. And that goes along with, it fe- it's that feeling of always being judged hmm. when you're in her presence Yeah, that makes me so uncomfortable. Like I've had experience with someone who is from a young, from a young age mm-hmm. who behaved, treated me very similar to all this. Yeah. And so when I'm hearing these things, it just, I get so frustrated mm-hmm. and, and congrats to don't nod for, for writing this character <laughs> right? because, because they nailed it. <laughs> it's, they nailed it because I experienced it, but I don't like her, <laughs> which I think is the point. You're probably not supposed to like her. Yeah, especially from now. Well, that depends. So are you supposed to like her when you're playing this game? You know, we're older, like 100 years old. I mean, like that in our 30s playing (laughs) same thing, playing a teenager. And do you remember like when you were a kid watching movies and you'd always sort of like empathize or sympathize with the child Mm -hmm. in a story? Yeah. And then do you remember when it flipped (laughs) when you got to a certain age and it flipped and you're like, no, that. 
that parent is actually making a lot of sense mm, right now. Right. So if you're a kid playing this game, totally, you're totally going to sympathize and understand Sean's point of view. But as an older adult, what do you like? Do you sympathize more with Claire? Do you think Claire's making the right decisions here, given the situation that she's she's doing all the right things and that and you maybe you see Sean as like, dude, you're just a punk teenager. Just you don't <laughs> understand the scope of this problem. And that you need to be doing what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you where do you fit on this scale? I I don't want it to sound wishy washy or anything like that, but I am somewhere in the middle. I think that she is doing a lot of the right things, a lot of the things that I would, as another adult in the situation, want to see her doing. I just don't like a lot of the ways that she does it. I I don't think that she's that she treats people with uh, enough respect and. While I absolutely think that children should be treated differently from adults, that doesn't mean with less respect Mm -hmm. that there are ways to, to let kids know that I'm an adult and I've been through a lot of this stuff and I actually do know better than you. So maybe you should try and listen, but to do it in a respectful way and not just like bring down the band hammer on everybody, (laughs) you know? Uh, But, but you still feel that, you kind of share that sympathy with uh with sean about how he might be getting a little frustrated with this situation oh absolutely like i think that if i were actually sean in this situation i would be gritting my teeth a lot Mm. i I would be thinking i really don't want to be here but there is a lot to be gained by being here i'm just gonna try and tough it out and i know that the best way to make that happen is to be somewhat respectful even if I'm really upset at this person and really don't agree with the way that they're doing things, I'm in their house and I am getting a lot out of this. So I'm going to try not to burn one of the only bridges I have right now. Well, you just described a lot of my childhood. Thank you, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) So you can talk with Claire, but you can also go talk with Steven, who's in his workshop down the hall. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you go in there, he asks, he asks you to get some glue in the cupboard, but it almost falls over, mm-hmm. foreshadowing future events. He asks about Daniel, saying he's noticing certain things. I infer that he's talking about the powers, special powers. And you have a choice. You can hide the secret or tell the truth. Hide the secret, of course. Is that because it's rule number two? Don't talk about your powers? That's a big part of it, yeah. And, and I don't even know how long I'm going to be here. Mm. So... I'm I'm not ready to fully trust these people with everything yet. Yeah, I really want to trust him. Yeah. Especially compared to Claire, right? If you're doing like <laughs> right. bad cop, good cop, I'm <laughs> right. like, dude, she's psychotic. Yeah, let me tell you what's going on because I trust that you'll, you know, maybe take charge of the situation and, yeah. and come to my side. But yeah, I, just, I had to hide the secret too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put it. Some invisible force. I said, you know, and Sean says, you know, not really, what things? And he doesn't really seem to buy it. He kind of just like drops the subject and he says, don't tell Claire about any of this because she's got some strong beliefs and she wouldn't understand. (laughs) He does offer to let them stay instead of, you know, moving on, going to Mexico. They had said that they would stay at least until Daniel's better. But, you know, Stephen's offering to let them stay on for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, what kind of plan is that, though? Right. Right. I mean, they've already been locked up in this house for a week. Are they just never going to go to school? Are they just never going to go see a doctor? And there's never going to be people dropping by their house? What's the, what's yeah, the long-term plan This here? isn't a well-thought-out plan. 
I think I think Stephen just enjoys having them there yeah. and feels like if he can keep an eye on them, like he's there or they're there, that he can at least have some sort of control over what their well being. And I think I don't know. I think it's just maybe he's just seeing how Sean will react to that idea. Like is Sean just like, will he say absolutely not? We're moving as soon as we can. He does give Sean the key to the shed. I guess it's got I don't know some things to play with in the backyard so they can go. Uh, hang out later. Now, it's during this time that we actually see a lot of the Captain Spirit tie-ins, depending on what you did during that episode. So I know that you weren't able to do a lot of, mm-hmm. mostly, mostly because you couldn't find the key to the garage. <laughs> but at some point in the living room, when Claire's sitting on the sofa chair, you hear a little like explosion. <laughs> and she's like, oh, are they letting that kid play with firecrackers again? And it's when I blew up the snowman. Oh, right. <laughs> and that episode. After Claire and Steven leave, we find, we come, we just walking around the room and, and we find Daniel on the phone. He has answered the phone and Sean's like, what are you doing? You can't do that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's okay. It was just some kid. That was Chris when I was calling everybody on the, I was calling the pizza place. Oh, I was calling right. the whatever. Right. I called the Reynolds house and all I heard was some breathing or something. It was Daniel answering it the phone Daniel. next door. Nice. You can see a crayon drawing of, in Steven's workshop of Chris, his dad and Steven. And Steven said that he had helped build the tree house mm. next door. But Steven's got like a flaming sword or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean's like, why are you holding a fire sword? The kid's got a lot of imagination. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Claire leaves to run errands. This is actually when she makes that stopover at the neighbor's house in Captain Spirit. Mm. She leaves to go run some errands. She must have stopped over because that's when Chris answers the door. It's her. Sean and Daniel go outside to hang out, but it's not long before they see the neighbor kid fall from his treehouse. Yeah. So Daniel uses his power to stop Chris before he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. But like Chris gets up thinking that he did that. Right. Because as we saw, he's been playing all morning like he's got powers mm-hmm. from flying ships to turning on the TV remotely. To right. He's wearing the same costume that we had built, that we had decided what to wear in that episode. For me, he was wearing a heck of a costume. I don't think it's the one that I put him in because I remember not being able to build much of a costume. Yeah, you didn't have the whole... I thought you had most of it, but not Did all Did I have it. most of it? I think you didn't, weren't able to paint it. You had, the, I think, the heavy armor... And you weren't able to paint it, and you didn't have this. I had the makeup mask. Okay, I had a. Did you have a helmet? Or yeah, something? a helmet on. Yeah, but I, I couldn't remember what I had done with with his costume. You found the cape in the closet, right? Yeah. Okay, I think you just didn't paint it. Okay. His dad Charles comes out to check on him, but if you remember, this is right after uh, his dad got real upset with him mm-hmm. for talking to Claire at the door. Yeah, and. He basically said it's Chris's fault that his mom died. Right. That's, that's, that's the situation that we're in right here. Mm-hmm. Chris is out here running up the treehouse because his dad's a jerk. Yeah. He doesn't even have shoes on in the snow out here. Mm-hmm. But Chris seems to be okay afterwards. Well, yeah. maybe he's just so happy that he's got superpowers. Yeah. If you had never played Captain Spirit, you would have no idea that this kid just got blamed for the death of his mother. So after Chris and his dad leave... Sean gets really agitated with Daniel about using his powers. And Daniel says, did you want me to let him fall? Really? And we got a big decision here. Do you remind him of the rules again? (laughs) 
or do you concede that he did the right thing? I conceded that in this case, he did the right thing because I, I don't really want. And this is why I said at the beginning mm-hmm. that I felt super wishy-washy because mm-hmm. there are rules and it's important that we're not just flinging dishes around <laughs> with the superpowers, but when you're about to get eaten by a giant cat or when an eight-year-old is about to fall to his death, okay, maybe it kind of makes sense to use your powers. Do, do you think that maybe that Sean's rules are just not good enough? Like if he had, do you think the rules are good and that they should be followed? Or do you think that they're too simplistic or too naive? They are too simplistic. But the the problem that you have with this type of thing is it's another kid. And with kids, you do generally need more simplistic rules because they don't have the ability always to figure out, you know, tiny details of like, well, in this case, it really does actually make sense to do it this way. Whereas in this case, sure. it doesn't. So in general, when trying to give rules to kids, it does make sense to make them bigger, a little bit more black and white kind of rules because it's easier for them to follow. Yeah. Take away any sort of second guessing. It's Mm -hmm. just flat out. No, you can't use this power. Right. If he didn't have the power, Chris would have fallen and hurt himself. Probably Mm -hmm. maybe would have broke a bone or something. Right. Why did, why, why shouldn't we have just done that? Why shouldn't we have just let things happen? It's not like everybody has powers and it's expected of you to save other people, you know? So like. Why shouldn't he have just let him fall? Why is this situation with a, a kid falling out of a tree, why does that warrant breaking of the rules, knowing the consequences of people finding out about this? Well, you don't know the consequences, right? That's part of the problem. In a split-second situation like this, you don't know the consequences. Just like you don't know the consequences if you let that cougar down. Mm-hmm. Is it going to rip your throat out, or is it going to run off into the woods? Mm-hmm. You don't know. No. So. You do what seems like the right thing in the moment. And sometimes it is the right thing and sometimes it's not. So that's why I also chose concede that he did the right thing. But listen, we can't let anyone know. Remember, we're in hiding. No training and no showing off your power. Mm -hmm. That's what he says. It's it's like we set these rules and we just keep coming up with situations to break them. It's like these rules are no good at all. Like we need it's like it's like an unwinnable situation. Mm hmm. Well, you've given this giant piece of chocolate cake and put it in front of the kid and told him not to eat it. Come on. I, I, I just, all I want to do is eat this cake. <laughs> He's got superpowers. Of course he wants to use them at, at every possible opportunity. Yeah, me too. So it's hard to be able to say, don't use your powers for stupid crap like levitating dishes <laughs> and, and toys and stuff like this. But if you're going to save someone's life, fine. I'm okay with that. Like, yes, you're allowed to save people's lives. Go with it. At the potential cost of ruining your own life. Right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Potentially. I mean, if you were the only, if someone discovered you had telekinetic powers, do you think they're just going to be like, ah, that's cool. (laughs) That's cool, man. I wish I had that. No. Probably going to be dissected. Well, come on. Figure out how the, like, what is this? Come on. Black helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. You've been watching too many episodes of The X-Files. The truth is out there. (laughs) Trust no one. The next morning, Sean wakes to see a note from Daniel saying he's at the neighbor's house and Claire and Stephen have left for church. So before you take Sean over to the neighbors, there's a couple things you can choose to do. That might be a bad idea. You can (laughs) use Stephen's laptop. Did you? 
No, that seemed like a very bad idea. You can use the phone to call Lila. Also, horrible idea. So you didn't do either of those. I didn't do either of those. Me neither. Did not seem worth it. (laughs) Sean enters the neighbor's house to see the kids sitting in the living room with toys rotating in the air in front of them. Oh my gosh. I just (laughs) wanted to choke him. Like, what are you thinking? (laughs) He's just not getting the message. But it's actually Chris who says he's got a superpower. (laughs) (sighs) So this seems... This next decision seems unimportant, but it showed the icon, so I wrote it down. You can have Sean say, that's pretty cool, or that's irresponsible. I assume as a way of communicating to Daniel without explicitly saying I'm talking to Daniel, right? Right, and I don't know that I got the nuance of that when I was playing and making this decision. So what did you say? I said that Chris's power was cool. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it more from the perspective of... I want to be nice to this other kid and I want to encourage him. And if that kid thought he had powers, that is what I would say. <laughs> you wouldn't freak out and be like, what is well, going I on here? Probably would. But I also said pretty cool. But my thinking was, I don't want to bring any more attention to this. Like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to play along and. And ream Daniel when we get out of here. Later. But if I make a big deal about it now, Chris is going to think something's going on. Yeah. He might start talking to his dad about it. Exactly. You know, I, I want to I stomp this right now. <laughs> so that was why I, I said pretty cool. Yeah. The kids want you to, want Sean to be part of their superhero group. And you get to pick a superhero name. Did you pick a superhero name? Because I chose El Diazblo Loco. <laughs> I did too. Which Chris says sounds like a super villain name. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Chris's dad pops in. They do formal introductions. He acts like he's never seen you before, even though he just saw you the previous day outside. (laughs) Yeah, he's cool with Sean and Daniel joining them to find a Christmas tree. He recall in Captain Spirit, they were going to go buy a a Christmas tree. Maybe he didn't remember meeting him the next day. (laughs) The dad was wasted, right? Oh, yeah. He had, yes. It didn't sound like it when we were talking to him. Right. But he, yes, he had been, he's got a drinking problem. Uh, he fell asleep watching the basketball he game. He doesn't have any problem drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris uh, had asked him to go buy a Christmas tree. He said, yeah, just wake me up and we'll go. Mm-hmm. And then when you do wake him up, that's when the whole, yeah. he's, he's, he can't even stand up off the couch. He falls right. over. Right. Is how drunk he is at that time. And... Okay, so they must not have gone to get a tree. So <laughs> waited till the next day. Dana goes to the bathroom for a while while Chris shows Sean all of his toys, challenges him to sort them into heroes and villains. It's not really important, but it's a little fun game here. I, I got them all completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Still, I'm like, you should have, we could have remembered if you'd collected all the toys from Captain Spirit, then yeah, you would know like all those. six months I ago. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> So they drive off in the truck. I wonder if there was an achievement for getting all these cards. Oh, probably. I did get an achievement later on in the in the in the market. So they all drive in the truck, and the two young kids are in the back (sighs) in the bed. Now, I remember doing this as a child, and it's the the best. It's the best. (laughs) But it wasn't on snowy roads. It wasn't in the winter. But it's kind of, it's, I assume it's country roads. So, okay, it's fine. You know, country roads would be worse because then it's high speed. They stayed in town. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's, low he said it was like only a mile away or something. Yeah, it's low speed. It's close. Uh-huh. But it's freezing cold and it's snowy oh, yeah. roads. It doesn't even matter about the roads. It's going to be so cold in the back <laughs> of that truck. But most importantly, 
Should we be riding in a truck with an alcoholic? We don't know he's an alcoholic. I know that, though. I know well, that. You do. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? That's a good Sean idea. Sean and Daniel don't know this. <laughs> when they arrive at the Christmas tree market, Sean tells Kristen's dad to go on ahead while he and Daniel have a little brother chat. Sean expresses his frustration that Daniel is still not following the rules he set. Decision. Do you tell him, stop lying to Chris, or do you protect the secret? Protect the secret. What do you do? You You protect the secret? Yeah, you have to. I'm still trying to follow the rules, (laughs) even though I'm saying it's okay to kill cougars and to save kids from falling out of tree houses. (laughs) Okay. Again, this is why I feel so wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. Because when I've got a moment to, like, sit him down, it's, boy, remember the rules. (laughs) Boy. I actually said stop lying to Chris. In my best Kratos voice. (laughs) Boy. I said stop lying to Chris, but it wasn't an immediate... Uh, I didn't have an answer immediately. I think what I ended up with was if Chris thinks he has powers, this dude's got imagination. He's going to get himself in a situation that he's going to hurt himself. Hmm. If he thinks he can do these things. Right. And then Daniel's not there and tries something like, I don't know, jumping off of the house. Oh. So that's why I said you need to let him know that this is not what's happening. Obviously, that's going to entail Daniel admitting that he's the one who's got the powers. That's not protecting the secret. That's breaking rule number two. Right. But I, I couldn't let Chris hurt himself accidentally uh, based on a lie. So uh, Sean says, you don't have to tell him everything. Just don't make him think he has magic powers. Hmm. Interesting. Now, now things are starting to get interesting here because mm-hmm. we finally picked something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the opportunity to explore again. There's lots of stuff to look at at the market. The kids are off looking for a Christmas tree. I did say that there's a, a drawing section here. I'm over by the, uh, I'm on a picnic table over by the things that you can buy, mm-hmm. um, little trinkets. And so you draw the scene. At some point, I had Chris came over to me and was like, oh, that is so cool. I wish I could draw like you. You know what? You should add something funny. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Uh, and then you can choose spaceship or zombies. Do you want to add to this, this scene that you're drawing? And I said zombies. And so you actually look back up focus on an area as if there's zombies there and mm-hmm. it like sort of like outlines a zombie <laughs> and then you go down and you start drawing and there's zombies and that's the cool it's pretty cool kind of wish i would have drawn it now there's a young woman there singing and playing guitar if you listen to the whole thing you get an achievement really mm-hmm. she's like wow i'm impressed you listen to the <laughs> <laughs> everyone thinks i suck no one would listen to this whole thing you can you can buy a gift for Daniel. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're loaded with money. You have to get something for Daniel. Uh, like that, it, it won't trigger the end of this scene, the sequence, until you get something for Daniel. Oh, okay. So you have to. I only had $9 on me. I don't know why. I think that's all I had. Oh, okay. I had $9.03 on me. Because I thought you had like 40 bucks last I know, time. I thought didn't I you? did too. You know, it's been a month. Yeah, I know. But Maybe I spent some money. But you started with more than I did. So why do we have a single amount of I, money? Yeah, that's true. So you actually, you can steal something. You can steal a yo-yo. No one can see the look I just gave you. <laughs> or you, you can buy. You steal, did you, Joe? <laughs> you can buy something. You can, there's a, a, a sitting bear, like a, pol- I think it's a polar bear sitting on a rocking chair or something. Mm-hmm. There's a, a snowman. It's like a cylinder shaped cup kind of looking thing right and also there is a wooden beaver but the wooden beaver is ten dollars and i don't have enough money for the wooden beaver nope so what did you what did you get for daniel i bought the bear in the chair 
He bought the bear in the chair. The bear in the chair. Hair in the chair. Because it rhymes. Uh, that was $7. Mm-hmm. So, I spent most of my money on a terrible Christmas <laughs> present. I bought the snowman. That was less money, right? That was only $5. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I saw those polar bears and more than half of them were like these patriotic bears that have the flag, like the U.S. flag all over. I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling real good about the United States right, mm. right now. Whenever I go, people are like, you don't look like you're from around here. <laughs> I'm not feeling real happy to be in America. That, that's, that makes sense. Also, I was a cheapskate. And you were a cheapskate. But I didn't steal. You didn't steal? I didn't steal the yo-yo. That's good. Did you steal the yo-yo? No, of course not. All right. I, I mean, I can sit here and, and try <laughs> to scold you for maybe potentially stealing the yo-yo, but I think I stole way more stuff from the gas station <laughs> in the last game than you did. Because <laughs> I stole the jacket and the tent and all that other stuff. Yeah, you came out with a lot. It's because it wasn't stealing. It was looting. <laughs> So yeah, after you're able to get something for Daniel, then it triggers the the woman, the musician, calls out and has it starts a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And we learn that her name is Cassidy, and she's kind of like a young punk looking like punk rocker kind of look yeah. to her. And it turns out that like she and her friends, I think she said friends. We only see one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they've been hopping on trains, traveling place to place, uh, looking for little jobs here and there. Do kids actually do this in the Pacific Northwest? I don't, I don't know. Because it was also happening in Life is Strange Before the Storm. Yes, it, it was. <laughs> it was. Maybe they were inspired by that action since that was a prequel. Maybe. I do remember we talked about in the Captain Spirit episode that we had seen a note or something related because uh, Charles works for the railroad now. Mm, right. Uh, Chris's dad. Yep. And there was a note or something about looking out for kids hopping trains. And I remember saying something like, do you think they're referring to the stuff that had happened in before the storm? Mm-hmm. But actually it was a setup for their for Cassidy. foreshadowing, foreshadowing yeah. this happening here. The, the friend that we do see, his name is Finn. He comes over. What do you think about these guys, these characters? I, I wasn't sure if they were going to play a bigger role in the future. There, there just didn't seem to be a lot there with these characters. So I didn't spend a lot of time with them. Okay. Uh, it sounds like they're heading to California, which is the same direction we're going. They're definitely outsiders, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just tell, yeah. you know, they look totally out of place. They got colored hair. They got dreadlocks. They don't seem to belong in Beaver Creek, <laughs> Oregon. They get into an argument with someone at the market. You punks are always causing problems. You better watch your mouth. You don't live here, right? These small country towns, they're not very inviting. They're not very welcoming of strange looking people, huh? Not always. So Daniel sees this and he doesn't, he doesn't understand why he's so angry. So Daniel... He's still out of the loop here. Like he doesn't understand. He doesn't, he's not seeing this whole like racism thing mm-hmm. or this outsider kind of thing. Right. I don't know if it's because Sean's taking the brunt of it or he's shielding him from it. You have a decision here. You can, you, <laughs> you can tell Daniel to prank this guy or you can say, drop it. I told him not to prank the guy. Me too. But I really want to know what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we don't need to bring any more attention but to yeah, ourselves. I picked to don't prank him because it seemed like a terrible idea. But at the same time, I was really hoping that you did so that I could find <laughs> out what he did. <laughs> now that they've picked a tree, everyone gets back in the truck and heads back. This looks like a, I mean, aside from the cutting down, this is very much my experience of going and getting a Christmas tree around here. We go to the Christmas tree farm. We go in a field and find a tree that we like. We have mm-hmm. so we call someone over who works there. And they chainsaw the thing down and then they cart it back up to the front, but they, you know, put it right through the 
the wrapping or whatever, mm-hmm. shake all the needles off and shove it in there. There's usually some food or some rides or things to buy there. And so uh, this seems a lot like my life. Yeah. I've never actually purchased a live tree for myself. You've never purchased a living tree that you had cut down and killed? Not, not for me, although my my in-laws do this. Mm. So whenever I'm with them at Thanksgiving, we go and do yep. this. But that, yeah, was, yeah. that was my first time ever doing this. I've only done it like three times in my life now. Oh. Always used artificial trees. Yeah. And that's absolutely the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did artificial this year. I didn't want to deal with it because we got a new dog. Oh, And yeah. I did not want the dog messing with the tree. No. Charles drops off Sean and Daniel back at the grandparents' house. They're not back yet. Claire and Steven are not back from church yet. Charles and Sean have a little chat in the truck. I, I tried to pry a bit, even though I know everything from my experience in playing. You Captain did try Spirit. to pry. I didn't. I was trying to How just. Did you know be I like, tried to pry. You just said that. Okay. You said you I just, just tried to pry a little bit. And you're like, you did just try to pry, like, as if you had some other no, well, like evidence I was, that I did. I'm like, what? Did, no, I, I was. I, I was surprised. Oh, okay. That's just not like you. I did in try. Real to, life, I that's tried not to like pry you at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I backed off when it was when it looked like he was like I I had the option to push a little bit further, but I I, I it didn't really feel like he needed to push. He wanted to just spill his guts all over the place. But I, I was I felt like it was super weird that he wanted to like have some heart to heart man to man conversation with this seventeen year old boy that he doesn't know. And just met the day before. Right. So, sorry, bro. I'm out of here. This is weird. It is kind of creepy when you put it that way. Yes. Yes. But now I kind of wish I knew how that conversation went. At some point, he did make it a point to say that the Reynolds are good people. Mm -hmm. He did. Now, I don't know because of the way that you made your choices, but afterwards, well, you couldn't have had this. Daniel assures Sean that he did talk to Chris about not having powers. He did say that to me. Okay. But you don't know what, how that conversation actually went down. Correct. But I told him, stop lying to Chris. Mm-hmm. And when we got back from the Christmas market, Daniel did say he, he had that conversation. Okay. It must have been in the back of the truck mm-hmm. when they were hanging out with the Christmas tree. That'd be a good time to do it. And they're, they've got some privacy. And Chris is trying to make the Christmas tree levitate or and something. It's, it's freezing. <laughs> Daniel convinces Sean that they need to get into the locked room upstairs. After seeing all the stuff that Chris has from his mom, all those things that we saw on Captain Spirit, journals, newspaper clippings, we, we knew that she was an artist and we saw a lot of cartoons and drawings. Daniel really wants to learn about his own mom. So yeah, uh, Sean- the option to not go through the room? I seem to remember thinking that you could say that you weren't going to do that, but that's not the option I chose. No, I distinctly remember- that this seems like one of those things where they would make you choose, mm-hmm. but Sean goes right along with it. And so you, you don't really have a choice once you, Sean agrees, okay, I'm going to help you get into the room somehow. Mm. And so you go upstairs and just start looking for a key, right? right? So right, we right. start going through the grandparents' room, which feels really weird. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a key. He's opening up drawers, sees grandma's underwear, <laughs> decides not to look in that drawer anymore. I opened up uh, the end tables, uh, the drawer. I found a little key, mm-hmm. but Sean says, this is way too small to be that key. Right. And then promptly and promptly keeps it. He doesn't put the key yeah, back. I, I didn't understand The whole that. time he's doing this, I'm like, this is such a bad idea. This is such a bad idea. Well, but there's the thing on the dresser that takes a small key. It's like a jewelry box or something. I don't think I opened it. I don't remember. I think I did. And it's just like a jewelry box or something. Because I'd hoped that maybe the jewelry box would have the key. Right. It doesn't. 
but I did find it. Where is the key? It was in the bathroom in a sweater in the hamper. He mentions, what was she wearing yesterday? In the hamper? Yeah. Did you not do the laundry earlier? No. She asked you to do the laundry. You didn't do the laundry? No. (laughs) She goes to do her errands and she's like, hey, can you you do your laundry? After the laundry machine is done, can you put your laundry in it? So I went upstairs and I I found the laundry basket in the bathroom. uh Uh-huh. And I took the laundry basket downstairs and, and did the laundry. maybe the key was in the washing machine or something. So maybe what happened was, because I don't even remember her asking me to actually do chores. I had, I, I think I said at the beginning of this, that I played this game over three sittings. Mm-hmm. And one of those second two sittings, I don't remember which one it was. I remember starting it up and going, what? I feel like I missed something. Mm. Like it, it felt like it put me a little bit further into the game than where I'd left off. Mm. And maybe I kind of missed the doing the chores part. Okay. Cause I definitely never did any laundry <laughs> and I, I don't think I was just being a, a disrespectful <laughs> jerk. <laughs> All right. So there was a sweater in the laundry that mm. had the key. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So no, no breaking and entering just entering. I I couldn't find the key, man. So I looked forever. I'm like, fine, Daniel, go ahead. And he does. He just, you know, holds out his hand, pushes it, and the door, it's not like the door falls in or anything. Like <laughs> it it opens, <sighs> but there's visible damage, like, yeah. on the door or the door frame, yeah. right? But here's the thing. There was no sound effect. Ah. He, like, holds his hand up, and then the door opens silently. Like, <laughs> open silently. <laughs> It could have been such a cool sound effect. I know, right? So, and you didn't get to hear it, and I didn't need it because I used a key. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just used the key. What was the point? Yeah. So the boys look through all of Karen's stuff. I mean, it's still her. It's her room, but a lot of it's packed up. Her bed is still in there. As they're going through, Sean still seems pretty bitter and angry about the whole thing, but Daniel is just super excited. He loves seeing all this stuff. I mean, it's basically learning his, his own history, right? They do find a letter from Karen in there, mm-hmm. a recent letter. That says, I've heard the news about Seattle. Please help my boys if they come to you. You can reach me at this address. I beg you, please help my sons. And it's a P.O. box. Yeah. So. Daniel doesn't know what a P.O. box is. <laughs> so first off, Karen is still alive. There's really no reason to think otherwise. Right. But this is the first confirmation that we have. This is a recent communication from her. Mm-hmm. She knows about what's going on and she cares enough about them to some degree. Yeah. To send this message, begging her parents to help out if the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else in this room that stood out to you as, I don't know, worth talking about? Because I, re- I didn't really write anything down. The only other thing that I wrote down is that they mentioned that it's been eight years okay. since Karen left. Eight years since she left. Which must mean that Daniel's around eight. Yeah. Which is older than I thought he was. Right. Sometimes he seems younger. Sometimes, like... He, sometimes he behaves younger, but he talks older. Mm-hmm. I remember there was, I don't know, like a carving in the, her end table next to the bed or something mm-hmm. that made it seem like she like couldn't wait to leave or get yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. So Claire and Steven come home and Claire freaks out on me. I don't know about you, but she's like, she cannot oh, yeah. believe oh, yeah. that I like trashed the house, like the door, right? The door's all busted oh. up. <laughs> I mean, she was mad at us for being in there. But maybe she wasn't quite as mad at me since I used a key instead of breaking their house. There's a little bit of an argument here because Sean's getting really fed up about this, mm-hmm. about the way that she's acting about this room. Like, why does, does she not understand? Does she not? Why doesn't she empathize with these guys? 
Like their mother, the thing is we don't know the backstory, right? right? We only see a little bit. And from what I see, it's really frustrating that why wouldn't she be like, you know, let me share, let me show you what I can. I know this feels awful. Why doesn't she want to talk about it? Because it's hard. Lots of people don't want to talk about hard things. Their daughter didn't just abandon the kids. Their daughter abandoned them too. So what, we're just going to pretend that she doesn't exist or what? That's not an uncommon way of attempting to cope with things. I'm not saying it's the right way, but yeah. So Sean, that's those are the things that Sean's asking, mm-hmm. right? And she's, she says, don't you lecture me, Sean. You don't know anything about how I feel. And that's true. It's absolutely true. We, we don't know what happened. She may be completely justified in her actions, mm-hmm. but she feels that she needs to keep it all to herself, that she doesn't need to explain anything. Can she really expect anything different from these kids? I mean, it's one thing that if you decide you're going to do that, you're going to make that decision to keep that in, not talk with the kids because that's how you want to cope with it. Mm -hmm. You can't then also expect them not to react this way, right? You can't get upset with them for acting the way that they are. You, I mean, can't you see that coming or no? Is that not fair? Well, but there's, there's other things to also be upset about here, especially in your case. In your case, you broke the frigging door down. (laughs) But even if... If you hadn't, if you had just used a key like civilized person, <laughs> you're still violating her privacy. It's their mother's room. They have every right no, to be in not. there. It's Claire's room. It's Claire's house. It's their <laughs> mother's stuff. You don't know that for sure. You don't actually know what's in that door before you break it down. There could have been dead bodies. So in there. it is Claire's house and it is absolutely a disrespectful thing that they've done. Is there some amount of justification? It's easy to make it because it is their mom, just like it's Claire's daughter. But at the end of the day, it is Claire's house, and you have violated her rules and her privacy by doing this. Now, does that justify her in how she went off on them? No. Again, see previous comments about treating people <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> but they're not 100% in the clear here, not by any stretch. Right when she says, don't you lecture me, Sean. You don't know anything about how I feel. Immediately, Stephen walks away saying, I can't hear that. Like, I can't listen to that. What is he talking about? Maybe it's the same exact words that he heard Claire use on Karen. And it just brings up, ter- like, maybe it's, maybe it's the last words that Claire said to Karen before Karen took off. What if it's the other way around? It could be. What if, it's, what if that's what Karen said? Right. It could go either way. Don't you lecture me, mom. You don't know anything about how I feel. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah. That would be that would be hilarious. Oh, man. I don't know if hilarious is the right <laughs> word. Well, if that were the case, I can see why he would be like, screw this. I'm out of this conversation. Right. She also said to me, uh, we put up with a lot of things, you know, with you guys being here. And I'm like, what exactly are you putting up with? Two kids being in your house? If it's such a pain, if it's such an inconvenience for you, then why are you doing it? Because it's the right thing to do. Every time you say something like this. I'm like, this is why I hate this character. This like, I'm so tortured because this is the right thing to do, but I'm suffering so much. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Like, just because you're doing something that's right doesn't mean that you also get to lay guilt trips on people and, and be the, the town crier. Like, it, it, no. If you're going to do something good... Then do it for good reasons. Exactly. Yeah. So Stephen, he goes down to his workshop and we hear him yell out for help. Everyone runs down and 
uh, they discovered that the cupboard that almost fell on Sean has fallen down on top of Steven. Shocking. And, you know, Claire's freaking out. It's really heavy. You know, they're not able to, to lift it. Daniel backs up, kind of like keeps glancing over at Sean like, dude, dude, I can I can help here. Mm-hmm. Like, is it OK? Can I do it? Well, we don't know. You got to make the decision yourself now, don't you? I want to I want to take one small moment and say, finally, this kid actually stops and thinks about his <laughs> actions before doing something. Way to go. <laughs> Congratulations, Daniel. You're finally starting to grow up. Maybe it's because it's not like an immediate. Like he could probably lay there under the cupboard for a little bit of time, <laughs> right? It's, this decision doesn't have to be made immediately. Right. No one's about to get their throat ripped out by a cougar. <laughs> no one's about to land face first, you know, from a 15 foot yeah. wall. So do you tell him to use his power or do you suggest that you both lift you work together to lift the cupboard off. I actually had a third option. Normally. Oh, really? What? Yeah. It was go next door, get some firecrackers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, is it like split in three different uh, right. sections? <laughs> and it's just Chris holding a bunch of firecrackers. Yeah. Strategically placing them on the corners. Like, exactly. okay, no. Yep. All right. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So what no. did you usually do? Well, what did you actually do? Because I can't be consistent to save my life in this episode, I told him to use his powers. Why? And get the so why did, what was your reasoning? Because what else are we going to do? Lift it together. That was the other option. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> with the old woman or with the little boy? <laughs> like, who's going to help Sean lift this? Maybe all three. Maybe. 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 I say maybe because I don't know because I also said <laughs> use power. Daniel uses his power to lift up the cupboard. It's a cupboard? Sure. That's what they've been calling it the whole yeah. time. Daniel uses his power to lift the cupboard of like a foot into the air while Sean pulls Steven out from underneath. Mm-hmm. It's not like he like lifts it back up into position perfectly. He doesn't yeah. have that much Why control. Why not? Come on. Well, this only causes Claire to freak out some more. <laughs> but Steven calms her down and she says, maybe it was a miracle. Thank you, Lord. You'd think there'd be some more, you know, like maybe talking about this. Or like freaking out some more or demanding answers. But we just don't have time because the sheriff has pulled up to the house now and is knocking at the door. Now, I, I hear him say something like, we, the kids have been spotted. They've been reported, you know, being seen at the, at the, in town mm-hmm. or something. And because they're idiots <laughs> for going into town. That was another one that wasn't a choice. We didn't, we right. didn't get to decide not to go right. down. It's very mad about that. I don't think Sean would have done that. No. Everyone panics. Claire instructs Sean and Daniel to quickly pack up and sneak out the back before she answers the door. Mm-hmm. The boys pass through Chris's backyard before turning back toward the road. They stop in the middle of the road to see if anyone noticed them. And now I think this is where we split into our different possible endings. So would you care to go first? Sure. How did the, how did, what happened here? Okay. So they step out into the road and they look one way down the road. And there's three cop cars at the end of the road and they see the boys and the cop cars start blasting down the road at the boys. Mm -hmm. Chris jumps out into the road because Chris has superpowers and Chris holds his hand out to stop the car that's flying at him, which of course he can't. Mm -hmm. So Daniel does Mm -hmm. and flings the cop Mm -hmm. car into a tree (laughs) And then they take off running and Chris looks like, Chris looks devastated. Yeah. Yeah. 
that he doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't seem to mind at all that he just almost died or that there could be Man, dead police I'm officers 15 feet away in a burning car <laughs> crashed into a tree. He's just mad that he doesn't have superpowers. Well, he's, he's mad he doesn't have superpowers and that he was betrayed. He was lied to. Right. Sure. At any point in time, he's looks over like it. It's not just that he knows he doesn't have powers. He knows that Daniel does right. have the powers. And that means that he was being lied to. He was okay, being misled. Fine. It's that pain that hurts. It, do- it does. But come on. You almost died. <laughs> I so got the same. This- I got the same ending. What? Yeah. So it's, I think it's that it's not necessarily wishy-washiness. It is the, it depends, right? It depends on the situation. And so a lot of times we said, don't use your power. But we weren't like 100% strict on it. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel recognized that this was a situation in which it warranted his intervention. And mm-hmm. so he did. But you'll note that if you look at the stats for the episode, there are two other possible endings here. Right. First off, if, if, you've, if you've repressed Daniel's powers the entire time, he won't use his powers. And Chris gets hit by the car. Wow. I don't know if it right. kills him or what. I don't know. Right. But also... Daniel didn't have to save Chris. Now, I assume that that ending is, is because Daniel does tell him the truth at some point. that He doesn't actually have powers. There'd be no reason for Chris to then jump out in the middle of the road. Right. So what we've so learned... So why did he jump out in the road for you? Because Daniel lied to me. He didn't actually have that conversation with Chris. One of the stats here is Daniel obeyed and told Chris the truth about his power. I did not get that. Mine was Daniel was told to tell the truth, but he continued lying to Chris. Or you could have just not, you probably got Daniel wasn't asked to tell the truth to Chris. That's probably the one that you got. Yes, that is the one that I got. So I told him to tell the truth to Chris. That was my choice, right? Mm. But because of my previous actions, I don't know which ones. I don't know what combination led to it, but Daniel didn't follow my instructions. Mm. He, he continued lying to Chris. So Chris still thought he had powers there at the end and still jumped out into the road. That's why I think this is a really cool episode with all those different decisions. Yeah. Of having one of three pretty big different endings there. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Like in terms of regular gameplay and all that stuff, I didn't think it was a great episode. But in, in terms of decisions actually having consequences and things like that, and consequences that at least somewhat matter, this, this episode is one of the best we've seen in a game like this. Certainly better than any Telltale game we've played. But as I mentioned earlier about how it seems, it's really strange that these two games uh the last season of the walking dead and and this life is strange too they have so many similarities because we're seeing something similar over there too Mm -hmm. right how are we how are we raising aj and what actions will he make based on the things that the things that we say even when we're not even talking to him directly just so he's listening or paying attention and presumably it'll be our decisions throughout the entire season that might lead to a, a, a number of endings in the last episode yeah hopefully Later, after reaching safety, Sean and Daniel talk about what just happened and what they should do next. They exchange gifts. For me, Sean gave Daniel the snowman mm-hmm. that I bought. Right. And mine's the, the bear in the chair. Did he like it? He did? Yeah, he liked mine too. Um, for me, he, Daniel gave Sean... He liked Sean, mine more because it cost more. Shut up. <laughs> for me, Daniel gave Sean a gift as well, which is a partially completed drawing of a superhero. I think it's... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It looks like it's Sean as a superhero. Does that make sense? Or is it himself as a superhero? Not sure. It's hard to tell. It was an incomplete picture. Right. 
Also, Daniel's not a very good artist. <laughs> well, he's only eight. <laughs> and there are no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Daniel, like they have, they have to decide what they're going to do now that they've, they can't stay at the house anymore. They can't mm-hmm. stay with their grandparents. They're out of the picture. Let's move on to the next location in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But where are we going to go? Daniel wants to go find his mother or their mother, right? They've got the address, the P.O. box. They could start heading that way. Clearly, their mom still cares about them, wants them, wants them to be safe. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. Sean says, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> she left us. She doesn't care about us. We're going to stick with the plan. We're still going south to Mexico. What would you like? What would you want? What would you want them to do? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. And, and I haven't actually spent much time thought thinking about it because I'm so angry about something else that happened in the end of this. Daniel says numerous, it was at least twice. So numerous times <laughs> that mom wanted to see us based on the letter that they read. The letter doesn't say that. No, it, it never doesn't. says that. Mm-mm. Sean, no. you got to tell Daniel, shut up. That isn't what the letter said. Uh, she does not say that she wants to say right, this is wishful thinking on his part. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the argument that Sean needs to make. No, we're going to Mexico. Mom didn't say she wanted to see us. She just wanted to tell Claire and Steven that if they saw us, they should help us. Mm-hmm. She never says no. she wanted to see us. No, not at all. We do hear a train though. Train comes and it's like, as soon as you see that train, you know, like how this is going to play out now. Mm-hmm. They're hopping on the train. They're going to ride it down South. And since we just saw the t- two train hoppers earlier, they're probably going to be our people that we're hanging out with in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in the, for the post-credit scene, we don't see much, just like the others. We don't really see a whole lot from the post-credit scenes. But it's uh, the camera. We're inside of a, a greenhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, the, cam- the camera goes up from the ground up uh, towards the ceiling, and it overlooks you know, a bunch of plants in a greenhouse. And we, we hear a few lines from Sean and Daniel, and it sounds like Cassidy, the musician punk yeah. rock the girl, guitarist girl from that we saw earlier. Because mystery store. Yeah. Now they talked about finding jobs here and there, little jobs, presumably that they're, they're working at this greenhouse. Hmm. That's it. That's all. That's a good thought. That's, uh, that's what I took from the post credit scene. Yeah. I, I, I haven't come up with anything more than that. So, uh, that's the recap. Is there anything you'd like to talk about more in depth that we didn't cover? Well, I, I think, I think you did a really good job of convincing me that this was a better episode than I initially felt okay. because the decisions Sweet. did matter. And, while I was mad at myself for being so wishy-washy, like that is absolutely what they were trying to get me to do. <laughs> and, and it mattered. I, I wish that we would have ended up with some different endings yeah. here, oh, well. but at least I know that there were different endings, unlike some games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's good. And that does have me, it does have me more excited now for the next episodes because I wasn't that excited. Like I've now played through two episodes where I didn't think they were really that great. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm actually seeing some decision-making actually matter, then I'm, I can be more okay with kind of dull gameplay. Yeah. I think the gameplay is just because we don't have the power. Right. In in life is strange because the gameplay is really similar to the last life is strange. Uh, It's just that we don't have anything. We can't travel through time. Yeah. But it's all that other stuff that we talked about at the beginning, too. So now that we've 
reviewed the whole thing. Let's go back to Daniel's health and his, his being sick. Mm. Is he still sick at the end of this? Like, do you think there is still a correlation between the use of his powers and, and it affecting his health? I'm not convinced that there is. I don't think so either. I think that was a red herring. Yeah. You know why you thought cougar when we were talking about the giant cat? Because that's what it says in the stats. <laughs> it says, oh, nice. You're inter- you intervened and scared the cougar off or you let Daniel kill the cougar. I did write cougar in my notes, though. Yeah, so nice. I guessed correctly. Nice. Is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to this whole choosing to, to hide your powers, you know, for your own safety versus finding yourself in situations in which your powers can actually make a difference and, and help people and, and trying to like trying to find the right balance between those two things? I, I think it's going to be a continuing theme. It's probably going to be one of the main themes of the entire series. How, how, how powerful do you think he's going to get? Any sort of fiction where we've seen people tell telekinetic powers, they've gotten really stinking powerful and to the point where they're like throwing buildings on people, you know, like when I think of the X-Men and <laughs> things yeah. like that, when it's, when it's your brain being able to move things in physical space, there's usually not a limit to that power. Yeah, I can see this going real bad if someone <laughs> does discover the power, uh-huh. what are they going to do? Like what, like Daniel can defend himself. Right with that power and he could just be like you know just digging himself this giant hole right digging mm-hmm. his own grave so to speak because he's going to be pressured under attack and he's gonna he's gonna react defensively but he's not just spitting in their faces you know he's snapping their necks <laughs> here's a question okay does he eventually consider himself a superhero and call himself captain spirit oh man yeah, I could totally see him doing it's a, that. Such a stupid name, though. <laughs> well, no, I don't see him calling himself Captain Spirit. Do you remember what his what superhero name he did come up with? Uh, no, I don't remember either. We'll have to look it up. But he wouldn't be Captain Spirit. But I could totally see him taking that turn to think I have a responsibility with these powers to help people, putting on a cape, <laughs> and declaring that he is a superhero. Right. Yeah, I could see that. And the the final scene of episode five is. Him fighting against El Diablo Loco? No, he's going to be fighting against Chris, who's felt betrayed for being lied to, and now they're bitter enemies. Ooh, I like it. Chris is now like some super rich guy who made a robot suit. Is that how that works? Because Chris doesn't have powers. I think I've heard this story a few times. (laughs) Let's talk about Karen. What do you think happened with Karen? Do you think we're going to find out first off? Do you think that we're going to meet Karen at some point? Yep. I think so, too. Do you think we're going to get her backstory at that point? An explanation of everything that has happened? Everything? About why she left home, why she left the kids? I think they're related, so yes. Do you have any predictions for what that is? What happened? No. I don't think they've given us enough information to know. Unless it has something to do with superpowers. Yeah. Do you think that... uh, She's got her own powers. You know, is this a genetic thing? Poor Sean doesn't have any powers, but maybe their mom did. So what's Steven's power? (laughs) (laughs) Putting up with bitter old ladies. (laughs) Building trains. Watching trains go around in circles. I hope so. That would make it pretty interesting. Trains? No. Karen has powers. Yeah. I think there's enough in this episode to just be like she doesn't like, she didn't, she didn't like that household, first of all. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Couldn't wait to get out of there. But why, though, would that... Make her leave her children? Leave her new family. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Unless she sees herself maybe becoming that type of person and not wanting them to 
be with that kind of parent or she does and this this gets super tropey but she discovered that she had superpowers the wrong people found out they were chasing her down and now she's like hiding out essentially oh that's why she's she, only got a p.o do you box. think she like faked her own death like she's it's it's not like she's just run away and she's got a new house or whatever it's do you well, think she's in hiding uh, I don't think she faked her own death because even the jerky neighbor in episode one knew that she left. He didn't, he didn't think that she was dead. True. So I think she just bailed on them, but it could be that she is in hiding from some big government agency trying to track down people's superpowers. Tell me if you've heard that one before. Yeah. I remember the last time we started predicting superpowers in a life is, in strange, a life is game, strange game and there wasn't any. Well, but at least there are superpowers <laughs> this time. We do have evidence of that. You got any other predictions? Uh, just for the immediate episode, I think that we're, we are going to be hanging out with Cassidy and Finn. Uh, I do think that we're going to meet up with Karen at some point. Or even if we don't meet up with her, we are going to, we absolutely must learn the backstory about why she left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, can't. we won't find it out unless we meet her. Well, I mean, I mean Claire could tell us. Right? Right, we're not going to see Claire again. A bunch of people could tell us. We're not going to see Claire again. And who else is going to tell us? Their dad? He's dead. Oh, that's true. <laughs> There's no one else to tell us but Karen, because we won't see Claire and Steven again. Maybe they'll find a journal or something. I thought we were going to find a journal in the room, and, and that would give us some more information. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. but we're not going back to Claire and Steven's place. Did you gain Chris's trust? Because 82% of people did not gain Chris's trust. And the other options are, you gain his trust and got him to open up about his father. You gained his trust and didn't ask about his father. That one was one I didn't really understand. I did not gain Chris's what trust. What could I have done to gain? I told him he looked cool with his powers. What right? else does he want from Come me? On. I came up with a what sweet if I, superhero name. What if we name? guess all those? Oh, what if we came up with a better superhero name that wasn't a villain? And that's probably doesn't trust us. We're villains. Also, if we had guessed all those and characters. because you lied to him. I didn't lie to him. Daniel did. Oh, well. I'm not Daniel. I'm sure. <laughs> if we had guessed the, which, which characters were heroes and villains, you know, maybe if we did everything right, he would have been like, oh my God, this is the coolest guy ever and would have trusted us. 92% of people did not get involved in Charles's problems. Right, because it's weird for a 17-year-old to get involved in a grown-up's problems. You let Daniel use his power to help Steven and he wasn't hurt. 83%. But the 17% who chose to pull Steven out together injured his leg. Right, see? That's why I did the consequences. right thing. <laughs> so th- there's an option here for the cop not to chase you yeah the How? cop didn't chase you and chris helped you escape i don't know didn't see you maybe i mean it, maybe it's another way of escaping that doesn't run into the street yeah maybe you're running through chris's house yeah if he trusts you yeah if he trusts you maybe if he doesn't trust me why is he standing in front of a cop car for me <laughs> guess what daniel won the game the dice game while cheating that kid cheated on and cheated, and I didn't even notice. See? Wonder how you get him to play without cheating. You got to keep repressing that power. If, Daniel if did Chris, not continue to swear. <laughs> if Chris does get hit by the car, Daniel either blames himself or blames you. Right. Okay. Yes. Next episode, the release date has not been announced yet, but it was about four months between episode one and two. And let's see. This episode came out late January, so. Four months after that would put us at... End of May. I hope it's not that long. Yeah, I mean, it's going to... Four months is too long. It's going to be a while. There are five episodes, For five guys. episodes, yeah. Come on. Okay, that's, uh, that wraps it up then. All right, well, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for any feedback you might send us. And of course, thank you to Don't Nod for making the game. 
Uh, if you would like to send us some feedback, it's all in our show notes. Uh, the, all the ways that you can get a hold of us, you can also just head on over to the digitalmediazone.com. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or wherever it is that you download your your podcast. And while you're over there at the Digital Media Zone, we've got some other podcasts you might enjoy also. Entertainment 2.0 covers consumer electronic technology. And Home On is our show where we look at the latest smart home news. Those are also available in iTunes and everywhere else that you can find podcasts. Uh, but let us know how this game ended up for you. Did you get a different ending? Did the cops chase you down? Did Chris trust you at the end? We'd love to know. So uh, use the show notes to, to get a hold of us and let us know. And hopefully we will see you back for the next episode of Story Players. Until then, I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe DeStasio. Adios. See ya.